Hello and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are bringing you Transformers news from around the world and around Australia, but we're talking about it um, with uh, colloquial Aussie accents, mate. This is episode 229, we're recording live on Friday, March 12th, 2021. This week we will be talking about Rodimus Prime, G2 Ramjet, and some vintage friends that will be making a return to shelves soon, and they're coming to Australia. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of Australian Transformers Weekly. <music> Welcome to the show, everyone. Joining me this week, we have Daria coming to us from Canberra. How are you doing, Daria? All right. How are you doing there? Uh, you know what? I'm actually, I'm actually stunningly good, considering uh, everything that's gone on this week. And uh, I've actually been out and about, but we'll talk about that shortly. And uh, coming to us from an undisclosed location somewhere in Sydney, Tony Kim, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm very wet. Jace, I don't know about you. Yeah, but, yeah, no, uh, I am. I am too. Because like <laughs> Sydney's actually Sydney's actually just had a drenching tonight. It was like a very sudden drenching. Um, like oh, it, that every, was out yesterday. Yes, ah, I, it's, it's right. been new. It's been like northern New South Wales most of the week. But um, so it's like the smallest cell of thunderstorms just went through Sydney tonight and just went right. We're going to tell you what we're like. Um, exactly. Yeah, and like we'll do it very loudly. <laughs> very loudly. Um, a push notification came up on my phone. I, I, this was ex- extremely well timed. A push notification came up on my phone and said, "Oh, the Bureau of Meteorology has announced that the severe thunderstorms in the Sydney region have eased." <laughs> and I, I kid you not, I looked at my phone and I read those words and they were accompanied by the loudest thunderclap that I have heard this evening. <laughs> like, they have not they've not actually eased, but thanks for trying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, Sydney Sydney's having a Sydney's having a completely normal one. It's uh it's very wet. Uh, how's how's the weather down there in Canberra, Dara? Uh yes, we're kind of feeling the effects of how rainy it was yesterday. It's a bit sticky out there. This yeah, came in from it. It's been it's been very humid in in general, but yeah. So look, it um it's been a, a yeah it's been two weeks since we've uh, been on the episode. I think for for twenty twenty one we're batting a very a very good average of uh, you know not missing too many episodes too many weeks in the episodes so much. Um, would like to talk a little bit about what I did on the weekend just to be a little bit self indulgent if you know, if no one minds because um. Lock yourself out. Actually, I think it's pretty important. I'm gonna gonna bring in the um bring in the screen share because I got a little bit of a slideshow. Um, TCC and and uh, TFDU Transformers Down Under. We are both teamed up to put on a, a very nice and expansive display at Oz Comic Con on the weekend. Now, this is this is actually pretty momentous because we're not actually completely out of COVID restrictions yet, but Sydney and New South Wales are doing well enough to actually allow us to put on a convention pretty much like uh like those of old um first of all we gotta say thank you to oz comic con for the space um because uh unlike supernova oz comic con doesn't actually charge fan clubs uh for attending we can't sell anything but that's okay uh and so yeah so we we got a really nice really nice big space on our on our booth as you can see we had two tables um we had a nice little, uh, nice little sort of random figure, random assortment of figures on the uh, on the front table, and we had the Chaos Bringer himself, Unicron, is uh, is there in Planet Mode. We didn't actually, we didn't actually transform him into uh, into Robot <laughs> Mode at all because we figured that it was going to be more difficult to put him into the box to take home. 
Um, but yeah, the world's biggest transformer is on stage and uh, on stage on the on the stand. And I tell you what, Unicron got a pretty good reaction from passers-by, old and young alike. Um, I mean, there's so there's a lot of there's a lot of people who come past the stand and they're just like, well, you know, I, I remember the I remember the 1986 movie. I'll just move through some of the um some of the photos. There's there's a Clinton from Toy Reel there who uh, was surprised by me uh, snapping some candid photos of him there. And there's a bit of a look at what a um there's a look at look at sort of what a convention looks like in uh, in uh, 2021 under COVID restrictions. So very very wide aisles, um, which I have to say I found quite welcoming. Um, I don't know if you, mm-hmm. yeah. I assume you guys have been to conventions where like the aisles are like you know two two meters wide and everyone's packed in like sardines. Um, so like I really appreciated the extra space. Um, it made it really easy to keep my distance from people as I was walking around. And um, yeah, so we had a lot of a lot of the usual a lot of the usual suspects in terms of um, in terms of uh, retailers and the like coming along. There's not really that many guests because um, obviously they can't really they can't fly any international guests in for the convention. There are a lot of there are a lot of local personalities um, and uh, some cosplay personalities as well. So it was it was a it was a bit different uh, it was a bit different in that respect. But plenty of plenty of local artists came out for the first time in about a year to come join us and uh, uh, you know all, all come and hang out and, and be seen together. Um, so yeah, now, there's Jace, obviously it, some yeah. Go on. Sorry, I gotta say, was this photo? Are these photos um, uh, taken at a time where there was a bit of a lull? in terms of yeah. the crowd numbers or is it this is representative of how many people were actually there on, on the days no i'd say this is actually quite a lull um okay. so at the so this these were sort of taken at the start of the, the start of the day and yeah <laughs> one of the volunteers came past the stand and uh it must have been i think i think they opened the they opened the doors at about nine and um there was sort of a very very sort of slow slow roll of people coming through right and, right and this one of the volunteers came past the and he's like oh yeah it's like we you know we we did sell quite a lot of tickets but there's not that many people coming through and i've, I've just looked at him and i'm like do you know that your website's counting down to 11 a.m not, uh, not, right. not 9 a.m <laughs> and he's like is it oh uh, <laughs> uh okay fair enough so and i was like yeah um like the the website's counting down to the wrong time for like doors yep. to open so like maybe that has something to do with it and sure enough like so this was this was early on saturday and so by the time lunchtime rolled around on saturday there was definitely like a fairly strong torrent of people coming through um, that's good like yeah. strong strong enough that like at times at times it was a little bit difficult to keep distance but um, like so, our social distancing restrictions are down to two square meters instead of four now, and uh, like there's def- there's definitely enough to you know sort of keep your distance there. But there were times when we sort of looked at the looked at the stream of people coming past us, and we're like, oh, no, that's, a, that's, a, that's that's quite a lot. And, and so, did um, you have to wipe down the uh, the toys every time someone touched the matrix or everyone poked the Unicron? Um, we so we didn't we did have wipes there if people yeah. if people uh, wanted to we did ask yep. and um, the official answer was no it's not a requirement um, right there was so in terms like in terms of COVID restrictions there was to be initially a limited number of people per session so there was going to be a right. morning a lunchtime and an afternoon session on Saturday and apparently about twenty four hours before they started the convention the the word came that they don't need to do that um, so yeah. 
uh, so yeah, they, they just allowed anyone in at any time, and uh, the crowd was really well behaved, and you know, everyone seemed genuinely happy to be there. So like, that's yeah, great. We're really happy for it. I saw some great footage. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, I was just saying, in terms of things that we had going on on the stand, obviously, you know, like we had Unicron there for people to sort of come and come and look at. Uh, we have the Studio Series 86 figures you can see on the table there as well. And uh, we brought back one of our convention favorites. We had the uh, Junkie on Matrix of Leadership with, I must say, special thanks to our producer, Brad, uh, for sending me the sending me the Junkie on Matrix. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, and, yeah, we, we very much appreciate it. So we're, we're going to make that sort of one of our convention staples, sort of, you know, Get get people to come along and have a photo with the Matrix. As you can see, Clinton is enjoying it, enjoying the uh, the, the thrill of posing with it there. Also, I did like to tell people that we put the Matrix on the table with Unicron because otherwise he would have like you know consumed the entire show and been pretty <laughs> upset. Pretty upset. So like we put Unicron on the table with the one thing that can stop him. <laughs> and there's uh, so there, there's uh, there's Michael Vella, who some of you might be uh, familiar with from. Uh, from interactions in the group, so Michael was uh, Michael's one of the admins of Transformers Down Under, uh, and was giving us a hand running the uh, running the show. And uh, as you can see, he managed to open the Matrix, but we failed to put batteries in it, so it didn't actually light anyone's darkest hour. But um, you know, everyone could imagine it quite happily. <laughs> I also saw there was some great footage uploaded uh, of people doing speed forming. You haven't got touched on that yet. Yes, yes, we did. We did do speed forming. Uh, we didn't do too much speed forming. People didn't really want to. People didn't really want to um, come by and try to transform Optimus Prime quickly, so we didn't do it very much. Um, I think, I think if we're in a different convention setting, uh, so we we are looking to do uh, Collecticon Campbelltown at the end of March, ah. and so hopefully, hopefully there we might be able to do a bit more of an organised speed forming contest, but. Um, it was kind of it was kind of weird. So we 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 did a recording of Michael doing speed forming. I think his time came in at about thirty seconds, and uh, there was another chap who came past, and we, we took a video of it. And halfway through the halfway through the video, um, his mate has sort of come over to me while I'm filming, and, he, and he's just gone. This is one of the hardest Transformers, isn't it? <laughs> I'm like, no. Like it, it's actually, it's actually not like it, like it's, it's a G1 Optimus Prime. We use KOs because, you know, we won't be too upset if people break them from man. Just in case. Yeah. Just, just in case. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was like, no, it's actually not. And the guy's like, he's really puzzled what to do with it. And he's just gone, <laughs> I've, I've never looked, I've never seen this transformer before. I'm like, why did you enter a speed forming contest? Like, why, why did you sit down to like, you know, like you can see that you can see the banner on the table in this photo, speed formers, be the fastest winner prize. So, oh, it was it was a little bit it was a little bit confusing, but yeah. So we had lots of people came come past. Um, uh, this is uh, this is a this is a TCCA member Jacob Babick and his little son, uh, who also had a bit of a thrill looking at Unicron there, um, and uh, also also managed to light their darkest hour there with the Matrix. Um, I have a lot of photos of them actually. <laughs> yeah, we did have a GoBot invade the stand. Um, <laughs> This this was uh, courtesy of Paul Agnew, who some of you might might know from the group. Um, one of one of our friends came by earlier in the day and was just like, oh, "Where's the GoBots? Like, why are there no GoBots on the stand?" Like, well, well, we'll 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 get a GoBot if we can. And then uh, I asked Paul if he had one in his bag when he came past, and yes, he did. Um, so uh, there's Ben Keenan and uh, Wesley Adolf with the world's smallest hamburger, which we did put to good use. Uh, we tried to feed it to Unicron. Um, <laughs> He uh, was not especially pleased by it, I must say. But um, yeah, so 
we tried to feed a few other things to Unicron as well, uh, besides the burger. Um, we fed him Principal Skinner. Um, <laughs> Principal Skinner didn't didn't go over so well. It actually looks like Principal Skinner is just like giving the giving Unicron a service like under the car or something. Yeah. But, um, and uh, Paul also was kind enough to pull out a bunch more one sixth uh, like dollhouse scale um, dollhouse scale accessories. So. We dutifully wrapped up uh, Grimlock. We gave Grimlock control of the barbecue and uh, had, had him serve a couple of burgers for everyone and put him in an apron because why wouldn't you? Um, hot Rod, uh, Studio Series Hot, hot Rod was uh, <laughs> pictured with a, an icy pole and uh, there's there's me sitting there with a bunch of the other guys on the stand. Um, this is this is how we had Unicron displayed. We sort of we put a nice little uh, nice little standee in front of him there, and put the instructions out if people wanted to have a look and see what he looked like. Um, and then we set up Cyclonus and Scourge with um, their own one six accessories. Uh, but the Matrix was nearby to keep an eye on them. So yeah, it was it was a very it was a very fun day. We had a lot of had a lot of fun uh, as you can see passing the Matrix to people who are cosplaying from other franchises. Um, and yeah, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah, so uh, this guy's an NRL player. I, I'm not entirely sure his name. His name's Eloy. I can't remember his surname. Um, he came and hung out on the stand for ages. It was it was it was really good fun. So yeah, um, and of course we had. I, I don't know if you guys would have seen photos in the past from conventions that we've gone to. Um, we had uh, we, we had Sunstreaker come past. Uh, some of the <laughs> some fantastic. Some fantastic cosplay, and yes, so she has she has Bob stuck to the the front of her costume. And if you if you can see, uh, so we've we've given we've given her masterpiece sunstreaker to hold, and just off to the left of shot, which might might be in the next one. So you can see you can see uh, there's a, a G1 sunstreaker that's from Ben Keenan's collection. We're just like just stick this in the shot with sunstreaker. You can't have enough sunstreaker in one photo. I love um, it. So yeah, it's it's a it's a fantastic cosplay. Uh, and yeah, I'm, all, I'm always impressed. Always, always love, always love seeing her when she comes along to the comes along to the stand and has a chat. Uh, we also gave the Matrix to someone from Star Trek Discovery, um, and uh, we also fed Wheelie to Unicron. Um, where he belongs. Which, where he, yeah, yeah, where he belongs. Many, many would say. Um, <laughs> however, someone also, someone on Twitter turned this photo uh, not around 90 degrees and just said Wheelie looks very comfortable. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like yeah, disappointment. <laughs> Yeah, it it does look kind. You flip it sideways, look kind of like he's some kind of weirdly yeah, decorated true. spa. Um, so we managed to get someone who was cosplaying a uh, a Top Gun uh, cosplayer to hold Maverick. Um, he had no idea what was going on. He was not a Transformers <laughs> fan. Uh, there's the, the there's the Matrix itself. We got a couple of Star Wars people to uh, hold the Matrix, and there's a you know, a nice little scene setting photo of the uh, the Sydney showground. So, oh, okay. Um, Gotta say, had a lot of fun at Oz Comic Con. It was it was really nice. It was really nice to be back out and um, back out and uh, meeting meeting people from the, meeting people from the general public, um, speaking with people about what Transformers they liked, and um, it was also pretty cool to show people Unicron. Um, people would bring their kids past, and and one one little kid came up and uh, stood next to Unicron, and he just looked at it for a bit, and he's just gone. Does this transform? And he looked at us with this shocked face, shocked look on his face, and we're like, yeah, yeah, it does. And someone pulled up a photo of Unicron's robot mode on their phone and showed it to him, and his jaw hit the tail. It was like, <laughs> I can't believe this thing transforms. It's amazing. And then you so, said yeah. to him, okay, now it's time to speed form Unicron. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I actually have a slight problem. Um, 
I'm going to put myself on the on the full camera because you might be able to see. Now, I've been saying for a really long time that um, Unicron is going to sit on the uh, the shelf above me in the background. Yep. Now, there's a slight problem with this. I've put the stand up there, and the stand does not fit. <laughs> <laughs> so the stand doesn't fit on the platform on which I've decided that it would sit. So that's not good. Um, but a bigger problem is also like if I just tilt my camera up slightly, like if you you've seen the photos of Unicron's planet mode, right? Like that won't even fit in planet mode there. So yeah, I've 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 got a bit of a I've got a bit I, of yeah, a problem. I don't even think you can just stuff him in. No, I don't I don't think I can. Um, so I am going to I'm going to have to reconsider how Unicron gets displayed in my house. Um, Wouldn't the not, easiest solution be to just to put him up in robot mode, like Simon Chambers has done? So I could do that. Um, I think if I do that, I can't stand him on the stand, and I can't really do. I really do want him to be on the stand, but I might be able to anchor him on something else. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm giving I'm giving that some consideration. I'm sure this is a concern that most Unicron owners have uh, have thought about uh, as they've taken the uh, robot out of the box. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's a yeah, it, it's 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 definitely. It's definitely a thing. When it, when it comes out of the box, the first thing it hits you is the new Unicron smell. Um, like it really does smell <laughs> like plas plastic and paint having come from the factory. Uh, yeah. And then the second thing that hits you is just all oh, the sheer size of it. Um, yeah. So we did a yeah, we did an unboxing video for Toy Reel, um, and uh, that's coming out in the next week or so. And uh, there's a lot of us, a lot of just us standing around going, "How the hell do we make this work?" Like, do, 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 do. yeah. Sorry, Darren. Yeah, I listened you, you to that. Sorry, uh, I listened to another cast and. One of the presenters said that she might have been able to justify the cost, but she had literally nowhere she could put him in his in her apartment. Yeah, there is like always one place that you can put it. You can put the box in in your living room and just put a like a, a bench top on top of it, and there's your new coffee table. Well, that's the other thing she said. She said I could just clear everything out, make him a centerpiece, and everyone who visits just has to live with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just just give him a seat at the table like, like he, can, he, can, he can just permanently sit at the end of the table like all you have to do is go to ikea and spend 30 bucks on a chair give him a or even chair. just for or even just for carpooling you know weekend at bernie style you have him yes. sitting in the in the passenger seat well so there there are some there are some freeways in australia that have a transit lane that requires you have a passenger in the front seat in order to use that's it that's right, right? That's right. <laughs> I mean, sure, surely, surely the cops wouldn't Sorry, dare Dario, pull you I think, up. I think, you, <laughs> I think we've broken Dario. Yeah, I should not have been drinking nose. when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, surely the cops won't dare pull you up if you've got the Chaos Bringer riding shotgun in your car, right? Yeah, correct. Or, or they'd have to answer to Unicron eventually, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah there'd be a problem. Uh, Eventually, yeah, like, you know, um, perhaps I misjudged you. Proceed on your way to county court and pay your ticket. You know. To oblivion. Yeah, uh, that's what I said. <laughs> All right. We're going to move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from by yonder? So I got a, so uh, news came out just today. In fact, that uh, Kingdom Voyages, the Wave Two Kingdom Voyages, uh, Dinobot and, and Inferno have been seen in Australia. Now, 
This is, we thought that this might happen in the next couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, so it's good to, good to see that the timing was about right. Um, according to Ozformers, they have been seen in Toy World and Maya stores in Victoria, Western Australia, and South Australia. Notably, that means, Tony, that as per usual, you and I are shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. It's just so interesting, though, guys. Like, when you see this stuff come out at Toy Mate, how the distribution pattern is the same as it was in December of last year when um, uh, the Studio Series 86, Hot Rod and Scourge came out. Just mm. magically appeared one day randomly in Fountain Gate at a Toy Mate. And, uh, and then now, and then what you'll see is like this rollout that eventually will get to retail stores. But this was such a surprise again. And I should have known better, but uh, I, I, as in to not be so surprised this time. But I was genuinely surprised, and also the price point is like forty eight ninety nine or something uh, on that, which I I seem to recall might be a little bit cheaper than what the uh, the other the other uh, Studio Series eighty six figures were at the in back in December. Um, no, I'm pretty sure but, that's stand, standard Voyager price. So uh, is that right? Okay. Are they forty eight nine nine or forty nine nine nine? They should be they should be about fifty bucks. There's not that much difference. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, fine. But of course, the Studio Series eighty six figures did. Famously go for like $29 because uh, Big W's staff are lazy. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's, this so, is amazing though. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can you can now find Inferno, which Inferno does seem to be a far far more highly sought after uh, version of the fire truck figure than the sh still shell-forming Earthrise Wave 1 Grapple. Uh, who can still be still be found on Maya, st Maya store shelves nationwide. Um, Maya has not quite figured out that to get rid of their grapple oversupply, they're going to need to discount him, but they will eventually. So if you are looking for a grapple, maybe maybe just hold off until Maya hang Maya has them on sale. And we do we have heard also heard that the peg issue with uh, with grapple has actually been fixed on the Inferno remold. Interesting to note that this is also Inferno is also out in Maya stores, according to this uh, Ozformers note. And, yes, uh, yes, we said Toyota and Maya. And Maya as well. Can you imagine how confused the Maya staff will be when they see all the 57 grapples that are on the shelves and then they have to add another 57 Infernos? Hey, these guys look exactly the same except for the colour. Do, do you reckon they might put Inferno behind grapple and they have to buy this one first? <laughs> That's right. I'm hoping for a two-for-one deal at some point, but yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yes, yes. If you want Inferno, you have to take a grapple with you. We don't care. Just, <laughs> just right. give us, give us the fifty bucks and get out. That's right. <laughs> so yeah. Um, now, of course, the one that we haven't really spoken about is Dinobot in there, and mm. um, I'm not, I'm not really that into the Beast characters, so I, I don't have I. that much of a perspective on them. But Daria, are you, are you a Beast Wars fan? Yeah, some of them. I mean. A lot of the ones I really like as characters I've already got in some form or another. So while these are pretty cool toys, they're not pretty cool enough to, to overcome the ones I already have. Like I got that Japanese Black Arachnia, not the masterpiece, but the one based on the animated mold. And she's yeah, the, the, fine the being my Black Arachnia. Yeah. 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 So cool as the Kingdom Black Arachnia is, I don't need any more than I needed the Legends one and I I seldom double up if the character isn't Grimlock, so... Ah, yes, fair enough, too. What do you um, think of the design of Dinobot, Daria, as a, as a Beast Wars fan? Does it does it sort of tick all the right boxes in terms of the figure? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's... Dinobot had a lot of problems back in the 1990s because 
he was very much one of those figures designed to be looked at from only certain angles. Right, and, right. And he kind of turned into a skinny velociraptor with a whole bunch of junk in the front trunk, I suppose. Right, right. And I haven't, I haven't honestly, I haven't looked at the pictures properly yet, but I understand a lot of people were impressed with how they managed to finally turn the very stylized animation model into something approaching solid with the masterpiece. And it looks like, obviously, this isn't a masterpiece because, well, it's not a masterpiece, but they've done a lot better, possibly with the advantage of having 20-some years hindsight and, of course, you know, all those animation models to work from to know what people think of when they think of Dinobot. Mm. Mm. That's true. And, of course, some... Um... Dinobot was the the one character we think at least that we actually saw in the uh, Earthrise series from this this line because we saw the yeah. uh, we saw the the robotic eye uh, peering out of the bushes at the very end of the final episode of Earthrise. Yes. Well, needless to say, I'm kind of hoping that Generation Selects or whatever they're called or whatever range they have does the same recolor they did in the 1990s and turning this guy into another Grimlock because I. Definitely collect Grimlocks. Well, possibly. So the one, the one thing that I, the one thing out of these two figures that I can say we've heard on the uh, Generation Selects front is that there will be a, there will be a Generation Selects uh, Inferno repaint. It will not be Hauler, as everyone is. Everyone's really, everyone's really wanting this. Um, everyone's really wanting <laughs> the green fire truck, um, but it will apparently be Art Fire. So everyone, everyone's going to take their red fire truck and they're going to get a red and white fire truck. Um, but uh, Artfire is also fairly well regarded um, by collectors, I think. So I think that'll go over quite well. I think he's also, for a lot of collectors, still got that cachet of he started off as a Japanese-only character. Yeah, mm. which, I mean, they love doing that for Gen Selects. So, um, mm. yeah. In fact, we're, we are still expecting a second deep cover at some point this year as well. That's right. I, which I think in a previous podcast, I suspect is actually part of the uh, Netflix wave that will come. Could be. Could be. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. Let's move on. Um, so, uh, if you if you are if you are in one of the lucky states, which is again not New South Wales, uh, you can probably not ACT this weekend. Uh, <laughs> you're, We're you're, out of luck you're, again. You're, you're, you're in New South Wales, so like you're, you're not lucky by default. We're, That's right. We're, we're you're one of us. swaddled by New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come and join you're the club. You're surrounded. Um, so yeah, if you are in one of the lucky states, you might be able to head out this weekend and grab yourself uh, a, a Dinobot or an Inferno or both if you feel like splurging. And let's talk about the big, the big red and orange guy. Um, oh lordy! <laughs> it got, it got, uh, it got revealed this week. Uh, I mean, it's not, it wasn't, a, wasn't really that much of a revelation. It's been rumoured for a very long time that the Commander class figure for 2021 would be Rodimus Prime, and this week uh, he was officially unveiled and revealed to be the Commander class figure for 2021. Uh, on um, I think it was it would have been Wednesday, uh, when, yes. Wednesday night. I think by uh, or maybe Wednesday morning by uh, Takara, not actually by Hasbro. Uh, but uh, Hasbro very quickly followed up with uh, with their own photographs of the figure. So um, Takara blew the lid off this one, and um, uh, they published a, a number of photos that uh, we have on screen here, showing uh, showing a I'm going to say a largeish figure um we, we, we're gonna get we're gonna get into talking about what exactly what exactly the uh the the main robot figure for rodimus prime represents uh but he does have 
Oh, that's good. There we go. <laughs> the photos take a little bit of a little bit of time to load. He's got the rifle, which looks like it folds up. Uh, I had previously said to people that it looks like it might connect, but I think the rifle might actually just double up and fold over on itself. There's a sword, which um, is the I believe it's the sword of Primus, which is actually from the uh, Regeneration One comic. Um, which uh, has confused a lot of people who are like, I don't remember Rodimus carrying a sword. But you know what? Transformers look good with swords, so who cares? Um, it was so, either that I mean, or a giant gold disc that he had to choose from in the comic. <laughs> so he chose the sword. Well, so, so the, the giant gold disc is kind of taken this year, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> so, so, fair, so fair enough. Actually... That actually, that actually does make me wonder if maybe this actually figures into some of the uh, some of the end game for uh, the Unicron appearance in Earthrise. Because remember, uh, Galvatron tried to give Megatron a giant a, a giant gold disc. Nice, nice connection. Yes, yeah. You're maybe right. that maybe there's uh, maybe there's some kind of a connection here that uh, Rodimus is going to end up having to be the one that fends off Unicron. We will see. Uh, first of all, he might kill Optimus Prime, but we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, apparently, apparently, that happens. <laughs> the in a day lot is of young. Yeah, apparently that happens in a lot of continuity. So I hear, but yeah, um, can't go back. So we're going to go forward. So um, there, so Rodimus comes with something like something like ten or something different effects, uh, blast effects, and things like that for the um, for the various weapons that he comes with. So you can see he can he can double hand the uh, he can double hand his rifle. Um, although I got, I must say I personally have never seen anyone handle a rifle quite that way. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know if anyone's gone through military training or not, but that is not how you hold a gun. That's um, the sign of someone who's afraid to hold a rifle, and then it's just <laughs> accidentally gone off <laughs> and yeah. shot his sergeant. I mean, that, <laughs> no, that, it shot Prime. It shot Prime. That, that's how he's well, done that, it. Cl clearly, clearly, that's what's happened. Um, it's like, oh shit, I've done it again. Um, so uh, there is also a there is a matrix that comes with him, and there is a matrix glow piece as well. Now this. Mm. This is an interesting one that we're, we're going to come back to in, yes. in a, a minute as well when we start talking about relative size of these characters. Uh, bearing in mind, this guy is a commander class figure, right? So um, going on the commander class, like he's expected to be bigger. Uh, he's expected to be um, you know, bigger as in like sort of jet fire scale uh, or Skylinks. And so Skylinks has sort of taught us that you could expect two pieces that are like not in themselves enormous that go together. And so... Uh, Rodimus Prime comes with the uh, it comes with the, his um, trailer battle station, uh, and so his in car mode he connects up to that, and um, as everyone's fond of calling it, the Winnebago. Um, it does look as if the the gun tower out of the trailer can be moved independently. It's got sort of like some fake molded wheels on it, and it looks like it might move around a little. There's a you know a, a bit of a, a burnt paint job on the on the cannons, and um, yeah, Rodimus can uh, Rodimus can of course man the gun turret and uh, shoot down those uh, pesky incoming Decepticons. And there we're looking at the looking at the vehicle mode, and uh, <laughs> I hear the groan from Tony. Yeah. Like, Come on, Tony, hit us. What do you got? Okay, so first of all, let's just start with a really simple one. How yeah. far out does the car need to be from the Winnebago? Why so, is it? Why is the Winnebago sitting so far back from, I think from the car? It, I, th I think it needs to go there so that the canopy, the 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 um the canopy of the car can lift up without uh, being without running into the trailer. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that one. That that's, that's a very yeah. small give. But have a look at the exhaust pipes. <laughs> why don't they join get, up? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so will Hasbro, based on this toy. Apparently, but yes. What What is going on with the exhaust pipes from the the top of the Winnebago? 
there's a gap, and then there's the rest of the exhaust pipes. Um, yeah. Why? There is. Why? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Just try. Try to join up the exhaust pipes. It's, it oh, shouldn't be that difficult. Uh, well, you know, um, I don't I don't have anything for it. And, and you know what? To be perfectly honest, until you pointed that out, I hadn't noticed. Yeah. yeah okay. and now it's now, screaming now, thank, at us. Yeah, thanks. Now, now that you pointed it out, I can't unsee it. Thanks a bunch, Tony. Yeah. Well, thank this you. is why I'm sighing. I'm looking at this. And, and also, I'm looking at the wheels. And, like, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not being that precious about the wheels themselves but there's no rims on these things it's just a little bit of plastic that could have been found in a lego kit or something like that you know you could have just stuck that onto the side this is such a disappointment the vehicle mode is such a disappointment to me it doesn't it look does, it, like, it, right it does it does actually like you do bring up a point right like this is a this is not a figure that they can necessarily say oh we've had to cut corners on right like it's a 120 Correct. 120 150 dollar figure Correct. Give the wheels, give the wheels a hubcap. Like paint the, <laughs> paint the, paint the middle of the wheels chrome. Like you've used chrome on the pipes, even if you've yes. not missed a half a chunk of them. But like you know, um, I, I mean, look, I'll, it's, it's still like ultimately it's a bit nitpicky, really. Like we're looking at photos of a sure. thing online and picking it apart. Uh, there's every chance that when this rocks up and it arrives in person, it's going to be awesome. So, I said the same so. thing about Earthrise Sunstreaker and the difference in the yellow paint, and mm. I was sadly disappointed when I got it in person, Jace. So I am going to judge yeah. the hell out of this picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's, fair, it's fair enough. You know, I, I seem to be the only person who doesn't seem to have a problem with the, uh, with his uh, Sunstreaker paint Sunstreaker paint matching. Um, but it also depends on how you photograph it too. Yeah. Um, but at least look, at least the yellows on this match up, right? But but I think what this picture shows though is that you know if you if you look at the Winnebago and the justification for paying a commander class price, what what this is doing is it's moving away from the 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 scale of the figure being the driver of the price, right? Because I feel like if you if you line up uh, this Rodimus figure, it's apparently meant to scale quite well with Earthrise Optimus, but the bulk well, of the plastic we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that in a minute, yeah, sure. But the bulk of the plastic is clearly in the Winnebago. And that little battle station that, that that he's using. So, what you're in my in my mind, the premium that you're paying as the commander class is for the Winnebago itself. It's not for the actual figure. It feels like that figure should be more of a leader class price. I don't disagree. Um, mm. I I actually I've, I've got a couple of suspicions about the about the figure. Let's just have a look at one last one. So that's the that's the, the that's sort of the cab. Uh, in mm. a sort of a standalone hot rod esque uh, mode before you connect it up to the the, the back, um, I have to ask why do we call it a Winnebago? Like, I, I've I've been I've actually been looking for research on this and like it's not like it's not an Australian thing. Like um, no. Americans call it the Winnebago as well. Like, and I can't I feel like it's I feel like at some point in the past we just started calling it like a futuristic Winnebago and it's just stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was definitely a thing during the Alt Toys Transformers days. Yeah, I I think uh, maybe because it was the only sort of RV type vehicle that people immediately thought of, and because it's not immediately clear what he's actually supposed to be in any real terms. In fact, I mean, in fact, I think I know what it is actually. If I go, if I go back to that, I think it's actually because of the nose on the trailer, because that's actually like a design. A design conceit of an actual Winnebago. Well, there you go. That probably doesn't hurt either. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about relative scale of the of the figure. Mm. So we've seen we've seen his robot mode, 
and um, there's a couple of things that there's a couple of things that I note about the robot mode. But uh, a lot of comparisons have been made. People have like people have subjected these photos to some really really intense scrutiny, and uh, this is what they've come up with. They reckon that uh, the robot part of Rodimus Prime is about the same size as Optimus Prime, which, to be fair, it probably should be. Um, yeah, that's, however, that's fine. However, we do know that like voyages are getting pretty small these days. So, in saying that, um, in saying that you know he's about the same size as Optimus Prime, we're really saying that there's a Voyager figure with a trailer that's becoming our commander class. Yes. Um, I all and so so this person this person who posted this onto onto Twitter, um, he actually posted a lot of evidence for his comparison there. So um, you can see you can see he's compared the size of the five mil ports that are visible in the photos there. So he, he's sort of taken the one on Prime's smokestack as a reference and compared it to the one that you can see on uh, on Rodimus's leg and then sort of scaled the figures from there. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much what we're looking at there. Um, there's comparison of wheel sizes there as well. And uh, that's... That one's possibly more a little bit more telling in terms of the uh, the, the size Whoa, of the alt mode. Um, yeah, yeah. I fact, mean, I'm, if that's... I'm, pre I'm pretty sure that's actually scaled incorrectly because, like, I even, even I can see that the, the the wheels on Earthrise Prime are way smaller than the wheels on Rodimus. Mm, yeah, yeah, even if you just sort of mentally transform them in the picture in your mind's eye, they don't come out the same. No. In fact, in fact, if you look at like what he's actually done there is he's compared the five mil ports again. That, so that's actually mm. not a wheel comparison. It's not a wheelie wheel comparison. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I used the the wheelie joke a lot on the standard Oz Comic Con. Um, so yeah, so there's a there's a lot of uh, sort of there's a lot of size comparisons going on. There are a lot of people um, like I feel I feel I feel they're quite justified in asking you, know, hey, what's going on with the size of this figure? Like, why why are we you know, getting a smaller figure for commander class we haven't actually seen um we haven't actually seen any official images of this figure side by side with anything else so a lot of this is based on a lot of this is based on you know image scaling and comparison and it's an imperfect science but um yeah we'll, we'll see where we go with that I've i think a... i'd be comfortable with the scale being the same as earthrise optimus i think that's okay mm -hmm. i mean from a from a cartoon perspective i don't necessarily think there were episodes where you had a rodimus and optimus together it was it was always optimus and hot rod wasn't it or was there maybe season four when they had the plague wasn't very maybe they had very, very rarely but yeah i yeah. mean like there, there, there weren't there wasn't really that much call to have uh rodimus and optimus together because one of them dead yeah, yeah um, exactly <laughs> that's but, right um but yeah so the one thing i would like to sort of point out here right is i actually and uh, you know this this is something that i might uh, i might well regret saying but looking at the way that rodimus's shoulders uh sort of shaped right and he can sort of he can he's able to he's able to move um uh, he's able to move around move his shoulders sort of up and down on angles what yep. other hot rod figure have we seen recently that does this wait waits for people to answer it's the studio series 86 hot rod like, I feel yes. like I, I feel like this figure shares a bit of engineering with Studio Series eighty six Hot Rod. I mean, like he turns into this almost the same alt mode. He's got a different he's got a different wing on the back of him, obviously. But I feel like he's I feel like his arms move in much the same way. And if you look at his knees, 
I feel like uh, like Studio Series eighty six Hot Rod, we we questioned and said like why why are the knees yellow? Well, they're not yellow on this one; they're grey. But do they actually have the, the very similar knee assembly on there? Like, is is this figure a bit of a retool of that figure? Sorry, Jace. The, the reason why I paused before because I was trying to understand your question because I <laughs> I had I had assumed that everyone would just say that this Rodimus mold is exactly the same as the hot rod mold, but just with different pieces on the uh, on on the outsides. But the engineering and the design would be exactly the same as hot rod, just bigger. Yeah, he, but, like he he looks very similar, doesn't he? I, I th- yeah. Looking looking at the hands, I feel like there might be. I feel like he might be able to move his. Um, his first finger individually that might be a uh, little bit different that is one difference yeah if you zoom in on that picture I, I, you I can I see can't. that there is okay <laughs> so, <laughs> there is more articulation on this which i think you're right he can do the finger where he points at galvatron and says this is the end of the road i feel mm. like that that's what they've probably mm, designed goosebumps. in that yeah, yeah there you go it was it my um, delivery jace that made yeah, you give it, goosebumps it was, on the line it was, it was very realistic it was the delivery realistic. Okay, so maybe they've scaled up studio hot rod a bit because yeah. you can do that now you can just scale up without much trouble. Yeah. And given that in many ways Rodimus Prime basically is Hot Rod scaled up, even yes. in story, that's not unreasonable. But I think you'd actually have to be a, a big collector or at least a big Hot Rod slash Rodimus fan. This almost seems like this and Studio Series Rod almost seem like they're uh, pick one or the other toys because they're mm. so similar. It's like, do do you like this guy? Do you like this guy's hot rod or Rodimus, or is or are you a completist who who needs him as both? And even though there are characters they do this for, it would seem odd to me that someone of Hot Rod's prominence would command two entirely different sets of engineerings in the same year. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the, one of our live viewers has commented that these images must be the most dissected images out there at present. I think you're quite correct. Uh, I've seen a, I've seen a few YouTube reviews <laughs> along these lines as well. That's because people don't know how to review anything. But yeah, um, let me add to the pile yeah. of criticism of the of the dissection. Sorry. Um, so and it's a shame you can't zoom in. But the the other thing, just to your point, Daria. It's obviously a, a bigger version of the hot rod mold, but they've they've made changes to. Oh yes, excellent. Go closer to <laughs> the face. I don't, know if I, can, I don't know if I can. No, it's not working. It's now <laughs> okay. zooming. It's now zooming the interface around okay. the thing. <laughs> okay. But but I know you what you're still, probably going to drive that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can still see if you look at the face that has definitely changed from the young, vibrant hot rod that was in the Studio Series eighty six to being more of a weathered older looking you know he's seen a lot of stuff this guy but i couldn't help but that when i zoomed in myself and had a look at that face he just reminded me of steven tyler from aerosmith <laughs> just that just that weathered face and the big lips that were sort of staring at me saying this is the end of the road galvatron i just oh and then he and then, and then he, he goes he, into dude's... He, he sure he didn't say love in an elevator living it up while i'm going down galvatron he actually went into dude looks like a lady but that's a different <laughs> sort of story but yeah but i just looked at the face mold and it's it is so different and it's you know what it was for me when i first looked at the cup studio series 86 and i looked at that face and i was like what did you guys do to the face why did you have to change that? That's an even better, Stephen Tyler. Look at this one, the picture that you've changed it to, Jace. Yeah. But but it's the same thing. Why did they have to play around with the face mold that much to make it a little uglier, if that makes sense? 
So, so this is the photo that actually really sort of tweaked me onto the fact that this is probably the Studio Series 86 model because the Studio Series 86 figure also came with the Matrix with like a, a lighting effect. And so like, yes. I, figured, I actually, I figured it might even be the same lighting effect. And I, I pulled the Studio Series 86 one out of my um, like effects bag. I'm like, oh, no, that looks completely different. So they've, they've No, this one looks like a blue out. COVID. <laughs> it's like a, a COVID <laughs> under a microscope. This one. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, at, as people have as people have said, um, it, most dissected images on the internet. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this one on a bit of a positive note. Uh, another another user another commenter said, uh, regardless of whether there's a retool or not, I will be buying it. Uh, yeah, I should but, remain but, clear as well that despite all of my criticisms, I will be getting this. So <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I still I, I'm a completist, and to Daria's point earlier, that that's the bucket that I fall in. I, I need to have it. Just to just to complete the collection. Fair enough. Too. I will also just point out when we discussed the thing with the hands before as well. Um, the so the thing that moves the thing that moves figures between price points is the parts count. So we're mm. looking at the hands and going, well, hey, he can move one of his fingers individually now. So that increases the parts count in the hand. So uh, you know this might this might be a, a very clever and very extensive retool of um, of uh, the Studio Series Hot Rod, but there's enough change on there to change the parts count as well. Yeah, right. right. Um, and like we know that the backpack is going to be quite different as well. The um, the spoiler is much larger, and uh, there's yeah, you know, there's probably a bit bit of other engineering sitting at the back. So, if it is the same as the uh, eighty six figure as a retool, then um, you know, uh, I'm I'm also like I'm also pretty happy for that anyway. I will also very likely buy this regardless of uh, of anything, <laughs> um, just because he's a he's a he's a good good figure to round out the eighty six movie cast with. By Correct. the time he comes out, we probably would have gotten the next wave of Studio Series 86 figures um, in, uh, in, in, the Studio Series figure, in the Studio Series line. Um, and this could be a cap to it, we'll see. Which would include Rekgar, apparently. So, Yes, I'm hearing that I'm hearing that there'll be a Rekgar in um, one of the subsequent waves and also a Gnaw. Yeah. don't know why they do another Gnaw, but that's... Yeah. We'll, we'll what about you, Daria? Are you, are, you, uh, are you interested in Rodimus here? I'm thinking about... I'm probably going to wait until this either he's in the store or i can take a better look yeah uh, well so so um uh, morgan maroney who kindly has given us permission to see his name uh says i would love to see some size comparisons i think mm. that that uh that sentiment is echoed very firmly on this panel uh we definitely want to see what this looks like compared to other other characters size does matter and on that bombshell, it might be time to <laughs> might be time to move on. We so we mentioned the mentioned earlier that Takara were the ones who uh, revealed this figure uh, during the week, and uh, they paired a couple of other reveals up with it. Uh, none of them are much of a surprise. Maverick is getting a release in Japan. Like what? What a drop! What a drop! Going from Rodimus Prime to Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Eh? Um, so uh, Maverick will be getting a release in Japan. Um, just in case they, um, just in case they were feeling left out, and there is also a uh, Revenge of the Fallen Bumblebee, uh, which I believe is a Studio Series figure, probably. I mean, it looks like a retool of every other Studio Series Bumblebee, right? So, yeah. When you look at the, I have a feeling we might be about to say similar things anyway. When you look at all the fuss and eagerness over Ectotron and Gigawatt compared to Maverick, Maverick <laughs> just kind of, and also ran correct <laughs> i feel right. i feel i feel like i feel like 
like I like Maverick, right? Um, I like the figure. I think I think I think the figure is cool. I just think it's not to everyone's taste, right? Like it's it's definitely a bit weird. Um, and so I, like I don't, I don't mind it, but uh, I feel like I feel like Back to the Future uh, and Back to, Back to the Future and Ghostbusters are franchises that Transformers fans are more likely to be into than Top Gun. Yeah, and I think that might also be why there is fiction for Ectotron and Gigawatt, but not for this guy. I haven't seen anyone announcing a comic or anything where mm. Maverick, the guy's plane, turns out to be Maverick, the robot. So so we had Maverick on the table at Oz Comic Con, and as, as I was very fond of... like, I was, uh, People were really into the crossovers, actually. They were like, oh, I had the Ghostbusters Prime. They are like, oh, I don't remember seeing that one. And I was like, well, blah, 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 there's a comic for it. And, um, and it was like, he's, he, there's a Ghostbusters, uh, a Ghostbusters Transformers crossover comic. Uh, there's a Ghostbusters Back to the Future crossover comic. And then there's the Maverick Top Gun Transformer, which is obviously based on the scene in Top Gun when Tom Cruise transforms into his F-15 jet and jet mode and fly, flies off. Uh, and everyone's just sort of like, just looked at me and nodded as, a, as I've said that. And then they're like, wait on, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, Maverick, Maverick poorly served by uh, related fiction. But also, remember, he was meant to come out at the same time as the Top Gun sequel, so kind of didn't need... Yeah, he got a bit uh, of hurt there. Well, I mean, like, yeah. he kind of didn't need to have supporting media because there should have been a movie. Well, there's that too. But I was also about to ask, and people who know more about Top Gun and or planes might be able to answer better on this, is Maverick's plane in Top Gun as iconic and recognisable as the time-travelling DeLorean or the Ecto-1 car? No, I don't think so. And, and that, I think also it still goes to the fact that people are more likely to be into those other franchises than um, Top Gun. Like, Top Gun's, Top Gun's definitely sort of more based on, like, the personality and the pilots and, like, the action sequences rather than the vehicles themselves. So, um, yeah. Um, like I said, um, it's it's getting a Japanese release. This is probably all we really need to talk to talk about with it. Uh, there's the uh, Revenge of the Fallen Bee. There's a couple, couple of images of that one. Um, and that was uh, that was Takara's reveals for the other day. Shall we talk about Shall we talk about a big black and purple boy? Yes, let's do it. Barney the dinosaur. Uh, let's go. Yes, Barney Barney the Barney the G two ramjet dinosaur. <laughs> Uh, so the other the other big reveal this week was one that we had we had um, seen coming. We've we'd been we'd seen rumours of this on uh, upcoming product sheets, and given that he like the rumours of him appeared about the same time as Deep Cover, and Deep Cover's already been released, uh, we figured that this would be just a matter of time before before it was uh, revealed. So we are talking about the latest the latest uh, Seeker repaint to make it into the Generation Selects line, which is G two Ramjet. Um, He's got a stunningly, stunningly gaudy color scheme. Like it looks gorgeous. There's mm. black. There's purple. There's some um, some silver highlights, and there's just this wonderful aqua aqua color on the the hands and the feet and some of the highlights throughout the throughout the body as well. Um, yeah, hot take. I, I like his G two color scheme better than his G one, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think I think I think they both they both clearly like you know they both serve a particular purpose but uh, yeah the the G the G one color scheme of uh, Ramjet sort of the the more restrained uh, white and red could not contrast more with uh, the G two color scheme but also I love the G two color scheme it's great he's 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 
definitely going to be uh, definitely going to be on my on my uh, to buy list. As we, we've got a, a comment that's come in that says, "Any Transformers in black or purple look great." Then add that G two Aqua and blue. And you can't go wrong. Very true. This is very much like um, if Hasbro went up to Prince and said, hey, listen, we want you to design a Transformer for us. Just choose a couple of colours and what would you actually choose? And this is what he would come back with. All the purple, all the black, you know. And, uh, and as um, as uh, Jason read, it says uh, the US Department of Defense are known for hot pink and purple paint jobs on their jets, uh, which I'm not sure if that could link back to the previous discussion on uh, Top Gun or, or not as well. But um, uh, so the the thing that uh, the thing that gets me about the the photo here is that uh, Ramjet has his um, null ray cannon on one arm and he's holding the other one in his hand as a, a handheld gun. Uh, which is also quite different to the, um, the the weapons that the the character has long had as well. Um, yeah, didn't he used to have those huge Donker cannons? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, which I guess they haven't molded. They haven't molded those mm-hmm. at all for the um, the the Earthrise versions. Um, but yeah, and so there's another another shot here where he's gone handheld on on both the weapons, and you can also see that he does actually have he does have sort of the big uh, the, the big sort of bombs on on the wings, but they're molded in. Um, or bombs or jets or something whatever whatever Mm. they are Um, and there is also in true G2 fashion the word ramjet (laughs) is emblazoned (laughs) on on the cockpit Uh, I I erroneously said wings a few days ago but um, yeah look I love it I think it looks great Um, I think perhaps ironic perhaps ironically um, this version of ramjet is going to be easier to acquire than the Seekers Elite version that now no one can get from uh, the Amazon exclusive 2-pack if they really want to scare us, they could have done one up as Action Master Thundercracker. Oh, mate! If that comes out later this year, I will be. Oh, I'm. I'm going to be so there for it because don't, <laughs> don't forget. Don't forget that we've heard that the we've heard that the theme for Gen Selects this year is Shattered Glass. So, oh. like the the Action Master Thundercracker Shattered Glass, like, oh, come on, come on, give it to us, Hasbro, give it. Give now it to that, me now, now. Now that you mention that, 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 that's a really good point. That would fit quite well with the Shattered Glass uh, Ratchet, the Shattered Glass Prime. The color sure scheme would. fits so well. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's pretty great. Um, yeah. uh, just going to say, uh, also, as uh, Morgan points out, the, uh, the G2 Ramjet had launches. Ah, uh, nice. Okay. Fair enough. Miss up, miss up, launches. Like yeah, he means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but Jace, you're a massive collector. More purple, more purple. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with but, purple. And, in fact, in fact, the theme for our our, our podcast theme is purple. We've we've got the, the purple <laughs> color scheme on our names and everything. So, yeah. That's right. But you're actually a massive collector of uh, generation selects, aren't you, Jace? So this is right up your alley. You like the so alternative it, coloring. Yeah, so this is right up my alley on two counts, right? Like one, generation selects, yes, uh, and two, it's a seeker. So of course mm. I'm going to buy it. Um, I sort of, I, I, I sort of, um, I must admit I'm, uh, I'm vaguely regretting not getting into the Seeker mold in Siege, given how, given how firmly they seem to have committed to the Seekers over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I sort of, I sort of wish that I had, um, I sort of wish that I had, um, more. So in fact, my only, my only Siege Seekers are, um, uh, Thundercracker and Hotlink. So I definitely don't have Skywarp, and I didn't bother picking up um, the Starscream either. 
But, we we um, had a discussion on this a couple of months ago, and then you were having a crack mm -hmm. at me about the number of mm -hmm. Siege Seekers that I was mm -hmm. buying, like the Rainmakers. And now mm -hmm. it sounds like, Jace, that you are changing you, your tune. Do you, do What's you know going wh on? Do you know why I'm changing my tune? <laughs> why? Because I have a box of Rainmakers here that needs a buyer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to be able to sell it for the amount of money that I brought it in, so I may as well put them on my shelves. <laughs> What I'm pro what I'm probably gonna do, it's an I'm economic gonna, decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's purely based on economics. Like I may as well collect this now. That's um, hilarious. What I think I might do though is I might give them to someone to try to customize them to tone down the tone down the the frankly fluorescent color scheme, <laughs> uh, and see see if I can sort of bring some bring some um, some. Uh, oh yeah, they're even more G two than this guy is. Yeah, true. They're true. No, they're not G two. They're just radioactive. <laughs> but they look, but they look amazing. Once you take them out of, the, if you ever took them out of the box, Jace, and you looked at mm. them in, in in clear daylight, they look fantastic as a group together with the other siege um, seekers. They look fantastic, and I, Red I Wing can, as well. I, I can only I can only do that if I'm wearing sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> because the future's too bright. Or, yeah, the future's, uh, <laughs> so, the future's so bright. I got to wear shades. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, back to back to G two Ramjet. Um, yep. Like he looks the goods. Uh, I've got I've got the G two Ramjet version of the Generations Seeker, and um, frankly, I can't wait to put these guys together and um, take some comparison photos and just yeah. you know, just do 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 the classic. Don't speak to me or my son ever again uh, with the, <laughs> the two of them, the two of them <laughs> pictured side by side. I, I get the sense uh, they're yeah. going to reuse this Seeker mold a lot in the same way they've done the sideswipe mold. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like this. I feel like this could be close to the end of it, right? Because Kingdom Kingdom is the end of the the trilogy where this this mold has sort of come from, been retooled into sort of the ones that we know and love. Mm. And there's a lot of them already out there. Um, there's a few more esoteric characters like the G two Sandstorm. That, that's that's yeah. one from that's one from left field. Yep. Um, and so, like, I feel like. I feel like they're kind of reaching the end of it, but um, you never know. Well, look maybe, how long they dragged out the classics mold. Yeah, they did, but like I feel like we're in a different time now, uh, where like the uh, so we, we've seen very little reuse of old molds throughout um, throughout Siege and Earthrise. Like the only the only thing that really comes to mind is Night, uh, not 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 Nightbeat, but um, Punch Counterpunch in the um the, mm. the galactic odyssey dominus set like that's the only time they've brought out anything that wasn't made in the last couple of years so i feel like i feel like when they when they move on to a new a new uh design or a new new mold i think that might be it however there is also there's also rumors that next year is going to be a bit of a filler year between ranges so maybe we will still see them using the uh, earthrise seeker mold a little bit more so mm. could could go either way uh shall we move on I, yes. I I think I think it's I think I'm confident in saying that we're all going to buy a G2 Ram chip. Yeah, yeah. Worth sure. worth noting, he is up for sale at uh, so he's up for pre-order at EB Games. He's sixty five dollars at EB Games. Uh, you can of course uh, pick up in the store. However, I will also point out that if you've been looking for G2 Sandstorm and you want a G2 Ramjet as well, you can get them both for sixty dollars and uh, as a, a free a, a promotion for sixty dollars each with free shipping from uh, Robo Toys. So that might that might swing the balance in uh, in Robotoy's favour if if you do want both of those seekers. We should also note before closing out that you also ordered seventy five thrusts this week, Jace, and uh, you uh, probably have at least seventy four to give away. 
I'm actually so so I actually I tallied my I tallied them up. I'm at, I'm at fifty eight. Um, so yeah, I I have imported fifty eight thrusts for TCCA members, uh, including myself and one that uh, no, we did run, we did run the giveaway. So we did give away thrust. We do still have a few seekers that uh, will will come up for giveaways in TCCA. We've got the Ramjet and Dirge two pack. Um, so yeah, that'll probably come up in the next few weeks. It's about the same amount of grapples that are in the Sydney City Mire at the moment. So that's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So one of the reasons I've changed the lighting in my room is so that it doesn't look like a toy store because there are just piles <laughs> of Transformers behind me that are yet to ship out to TCCA members. So yeah. Excellent. The other big story that broke today or yesterday, I'm not sure, um, Hasbro and Walmart in the US, uh, surprise, bringing out some reissues of vintage toys. This year, it's... Um, I was going to say Kingdom. This year, it's Beast Wars. Uh, so they're bringing back four of the original, four of the original Beast Wars toys from the '90s, uh, which is, was left to right. We're looking at Megatron, Optimus Primal, Cheetor, and Rat Trap. Um, so the, these are the original toys, not the Kingdom re-releases. Which is a little. If you're confused by this, um, I can't blame you because they've just released new versions of these figures, and now they're going to release the old versions as well. Um, and they've also just this year released the repackage of the old the of the new toys for the headmasters in the old packaging. So if you were to walk into a store and see um, see like Beast Wars Megatron on the shelf and think that you were getting a modern version, I couldn't blame you. However, uh, well they are going to be reissued in um, pretty close to their original packaging. So we've got the got the picture of the Rat Trap um, Rat Trap packaging on screen here. Um, the like they're really they're really going all out on the um recreating the the packaging for these guys which is um pretty welcome i think and also uh it goes right down to the fact that they're putting the kenner brand on the um on yeah. the package as well so um yeah we're, the other the other thing that i think is worth noting is that uh, a lot of the beast wars so beast wars figures were some of the first use of um, ball joints and the like in transformers and so when you put these figures into sort of we've we've been we've been looking at um we've been looking at a lot of oh Dario's dropped off we've been looking at a lot of uh a lot of um figures put in put in like a you know a very high quality photo environment with mm. um uh with the um sorry I'm just going to bring Dario back in hey Dario welcome back sorry, uh we it's all right. We've got we've been looking at a lot of figures put in so these very high quality photo environments, and we're like, oh, look at how the look at how the posability and stuff works. These figures, I think it's fair to say, these figures actually hold up. Yeah, like definitely. They, mm. Like these figures do not look out of place compared to the, their more modern updates. Um, there are definitely differences, right? So the the bright blue on Primal's weapon there is is different. Um, the the original weapons weren't that bright blue. I think it's good that you can actually tell the difference between the originals and the reissues. Like we always hate seeing um, we always hate seeing reissues that you can't tell apart, uh, especially as like as collectors. But um, given the the technology and the joints. Um, that we used in a lot of the uh, a lot of the Beast Wars figures for the first time in the product line. I think it's really interesting to see us sort of put them in the same setting as we've seen more modern more modern uh, Transformers go, and just go, yeah, actually, you know what? I can't necessarily tell if that's the old toy or the new one. Like especially especially Primal. Like it's only when you sort of look at the face on on that figure that you really sort of go, oh yeah, no, that's the old toy. But, yeah. So um. We have heard from Ozformers that uh, these guys are coming to Australia and they're going to be in Big W 
Uh, so we, we, we will be expecting to see these hit later this year, I assume. I assume they're not, um, I assume they're not coming any time particularly soon, um, given the sort of the usual length between reveals and the like. But um, yeah, so what, what do you guys think of the, uh, the, the vintage Beast Wars reissues? It's nice to see the brand, you know, back on the shelves as well, instead of packaging them under Kingdom or anything. But um, yeah, as I said earlier, it's, the beasts are not something that necessarily appeals to me. And I know you probably not as well, Tony. So Dario, Beast Wars reissues, what do, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed that they're there. Uh, I think particularly people who want to rat trap more like his old self will be glad this guy's coming back in his old size because the current one is a tiny little boy. And, yeah, I think you're right. These figures hold up. I remember how impressed people were with the figures at the time in 1996 once we got over the whole oh my goodness no truck not monkey stuff <laughs> but yeah i remember the first time i picked up yeah i still remember the first time i picked up the t-rex megatron and his lack of hands was a bit weird but i remember how overall impressed i was with his posability and transformability and one of the things we don't give much credit for now is this was when they first had to turn into animals that really looked like animals. It used to be when they turned into robot animals, apart from the obvious making them look like metal or flesh thing, any excess parts usually just got disguised as fuel tanks or fins or gears or guns or whatever. Whereas for the most part, from at least some angles, the original Beast Wars toys were the first ones that had to be able to tuck away most, if not all, of their robot mode into a quote-unquote real animal mode. So mm -hmm. seeing them return to see where it all began, that's pretty cool. So uh, one of our live comments says, without seeing them in the flesh, as in the plastic, I think I'll give them a pass, happy with the Kingdom versions, which I think is something that they run the risk of. These are not going to be cheap either. All the um, all the G1 reissues that are you know, obviously falling under the same program, uh, they haven't been cheap. Uh, we've seen a $79 G1 Optimus without his trailer hitting, hitting Kmart stores recently as well. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll be... Um, I don't think there'll be a cheap thing to pick up. Uh, there was a price, if I scroll back up the page. Deluxes will be 20 US dollars, which is the same price as a, as a, as a modern deluxe, and the leaders will be 40 US dollars. So I think they'll be, I think they'll be not cheap. Yeah. The thing I don't have a barometer for, and I'm interested, Dara, in your perspective on this, that you know, it, with the G1 reissues of Soundwave, which sold out so quick, in Kmart's and uh, even the primes that you just mentioned, Jace, in, in the Kmart's, they all sold, right? So um, mm. because people, despite having Earthrise options and Siege options, they still sold because I think people still have that level of nostalgia for them. As a Beast Wars fan, I just don't know, does, does that kind of duality still exist for those guys as well that are so into Beast Wars, do, do you still look at the vintage stuff and say, actually, I love this show and I love the characters so much that I'm just going to scoop up everything I possibly can? Or do you do what Jason, or the, sorry, the uh, the commenter before said and just go straight for the, uh, the better-looking kingdom? <laughs> yeah, it was Jason. Sorry, okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, but do you, do you go for that? Like, do you go for the most recent versions because they just look better? I don't know. Dario, I'm interested to hear your, your view on this. I think, uh, me personally, I'm a fiction slash character person. Okay. So I would be going based more on 
the character, hence not getting many of the Kingdom toys because I have the characters I like in some form or another that I like already. Right. I do know that there are people not to the same degree as G1, and I think this is, might be why we're looking at four figures and not 14, for example, mm. that love the original Beast Wars and love the original Beast Wars, if you see what, if you see what I mean. They, they love their... They love their weird Optimus Primal with the Optimus Prime face. They mm. like the transforming where the legs become legs and the arms become arms. And they just love looking back at the sheer novelty of these things being what they are. And, of course... Oh, oh I think we've lost Daria. I think, we, I, think, I think we may have lost Daria. We will see. It was right in the middle of right in the middle of a point as well. Yeah, the sweet spot of the, of the, <laughs> yeah, uh, the right. point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I think I think I think that's what's going to happen, Jace. Is that you know people will look at this and they'll say, okay, well, I really love Beast Wars, but I I, I don't love it as much as the as the G one versions, like the fans that that I was referring to before. And so so, so these I, probably sit on the shelves for a little bit longer. Maybe they will. I so I also feel like they've already scratched the nostalgia itch this year by bringing back these characters in Kingdom. Yeah. And yeah. I do think that it's a. I do think it's a bit of a tough sell to actually say, "Hey, you know what? Um, we want you to buy. We want you to buy a second Cheetor. In fact, it'll, yeah. it could be a third because we we know there's going to be a Cheetor in Netflix as well." Yes, true. That's a good point. Yeah. Look, uh, let's move on from the. Uh, let's move on from the vintage reissues. We are going to talk about a little a little website called Hasbro Pulse. Um, <laughs> Hasbro Pulse has uh, has uh, gone international. Uh, Daria is back with us. Uh, Daria, we've changed stories while you've been gone. Uh, Hasbro Pulse has gone international. Pulse is now available in the UK. And I think it's fair to say that it did not go the way that everyone in the UK thought that it would. Um, so I don't, I don't know how closely you guys follow anything to do with Hasbro Pulse. I... I, I I often buy some exclusives and, and some of their uh, some of their reissues and, and things like that. So I've been I've been a little bit more uh, I've been a little bit more attuned to what's going on with Pulse. But uh, generally, I feel like the fandom has the fandom has been screaming at Hasbro for ages. Can you please make Pulse international? And Hasbro's been like, no. Nah. Uh, come on, make Pulse international. They're like, fine. Here you go. We're going to open up Pulse in the UK, and everyone's like, great. Pulse is coming to the UK. Hang on. Half the shit is not on it. Oh, that kind of misses the point rather, doesn't it? It does. So so I've got I've got the Pulse uh, website open. So if I look for the pit of judgment, uh, it is not there. Wow. Uh, I, I mean that, so they've let people have the behind the scenes design <laughs> video for the pit of judgment <laughs> set, but it ain't there. Um, so I like I think it's I think it's fair to say that um, I think it's fair to say that this has not really... Oh, but they will sell you Pulse Premium. Uh, this has not gone exactly the way that people in the UK thought it would go with getting the um, getting the site uh, over to the UK. So it's got a different catalogue. The other thing that I'm noticing, and um, while, look, while I'm here in the search area, I'm just going to bring this up. So um, we know that the price of a Seeker, for example, in the US is about 30 US dollars, okay? How big? Yep. How much? How much? How big do you think the price tag on G two Ramjet for Pulse in the UK is? Thirty pounds. Thirty three pounds. Blimey! I know, I know. Cool, blimey! What a smeg, eh? Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's. 
I, I, would, I would say that this has not really gone the way that people thought it would, and it does give me it does give me a little bit of a little bit of concern that when people are like bring Pulse to Australia, Hasbro will just go sure. We'll, we'll bring Pulse to Australia. We brought Pulse to the UK and we're going to do exactly the same thing here. So, And the only thing you'll be able to buy from Hasbro Pulse Australia is Grapple, Earthrise. <laughs> That's the I, only thing that I have. I, I, I got to be honest, I, I, reckon in, I reckon in about two or three years' time, I think Grapple will turn up at the reject shop. <laughs> That's right. But can I ask, though, because you sound like you've followed Hasbro Pulse a lot. I had heard stories of the American uh, site you know, having all of these pre-orders and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but then when the pre-order dates arrive or the delivery dates arrive, that somehow the, or, the pre-orders don't get filled and that the stock that people oh. have ordered on Hasbro Pulse end up in retail at a Walmart or, you know, or a Target or something in America. Is, is that what you've been hearing? I've never heard that. Uh, so okay. any, anything that I've ordered from Pulse has always shipped. Um, okay. So okay. they're pretty careful with their... So... so Pulse isn't uh, Pulse is not a shop front that only sells exclusive items. So like right. they'll sell the same things that are available everywhere else. So Generation Selects Ramjet G two Ramjet is not a Pulse exclusive, but because it's a Gen Selects, they will sell it on Pulse. Like you can buy it from Big Bad Toy Store and other things as well. So he's he's for sale from EB Games here. Um, there are some things that are Pulse exclusives, at least in the US. So like the Quintesson Pit of Judgment is yep. a Pulse exclusive. But that's also available from other places as well, sort of less so in the US. Um, so like mm. you know, we, we brought in a bunch from Hong Kong and from Singapore. Um, but yeah, and uh, I'm just going to bring up this comment, which, which is on point to what you were talking about. Um, Morgan says, I've heard that you get it from Hasbro Pulse, but after everyone else gets it, like a few months right. after. And that's true, but there's like there's a reason for this, right? Like we have a unique perspective on release dates because we're in Australia. Um, we we can often get stuff from uh, sites like Robot Kingdom. Now, I think you might find that Robot Kingdom is a lot more popular around Asia and around Australia due to proximity than it would be in the US. I think in the US, people will buy from Big Bad Toy Store and places like that. And so we know that Robot Kingdom will get things a little bit early, like a lot of things go to Hasbro Asia before they go to the rest of the world. And so Gen Selects usually end up coming out in Asia before everywhere else. Um, so Deep Cover is turning up in EB stores now. We, we had Deep Cover for the club about a month ago. And uh, generally what we find is that the, the Gen Selects come to Hong Kong and they turn up on the streets in Hong Kong a little bit, like a month or two before their, their regular release. Now, um, if, I, if, I go to, if I go to the page for Deep Cover here, I, this, might, this might not work. I'm doing this live, we'll see what happens. So um, Deep Cover, his release date on Pulse uh, is here now, fair enough. So the Big Bad Toy Store listing for Deep Cover lists that he's due for release this month. So that's mm. March, but like he came out and he came out in January. So like we've had him we've had him for a while. And so I think that goes to Morgan's comments, like you get it from Pulse, but you'll get it a few months after because they're tied to the US release. And so not all of these figures not all of these figures um, come out early. Uh, from from uh, in the US, and we also see this, um, like we we also see this happen with um, uh, sort of the non-exclusive figures as, as well. So um, they'll, they'll they'll be available in other they'll be available in other territories, 
before they hit the US, and so Pulse is very, very much sort of stuck on that release release window. So, so, <clears throat> so what is the customer proposition for Hasbro Pulse then? So, why why would you sign up to Hasbro Pulse? Is it the guarantee of supply, even though it's a little bit later than everybody else, but you'll definitely get something if you buy it from the Hasbro Pulse website? You raise an interesting question. So. Pulse does have exclusive items, right? So, yeah. like, so when you say sign up to Pulse, all you got to do is give them a login and a password, right? Pulse does have a premium service, so it's fifty dollars yep. a year, and you get free shipping on anything that you order. Right. They are generally a, they're a little bit cheaper than so. When, generally, when items turn up on Big Bad Toy Store, Big Bad Toy Store puts a two dollar premium on them. So, uh, like, deep cover might be twenty US dollars, but it'll be twenty two on Big Bad right. Toy Store. So, yep. um. Also, Pulse will ship. Pulse will ship for free if you order more than fifty dollars worth of stuff. Anyway, it is. I gotta say, it is the slowest shipping I've ever seen. It takes a week to get from one side of the US to the other. I don't know what they're doing. They must put it on a push bike <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, but it's free. So like, and like, I, I don't care, especially because yeah. this it's never the first release of these things. So, like, your value proposition is like, well, hey, it's free. You can sign up and you can get figures that are, you know, they 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 might be exclusive to Pulse. But there's also there's also been rumors this year that Hasbro will be taking anything that's exclusive to other retailers and just putting a cut of that stock on Pulse because people have been complaining about how hard it is to get exclusives. Haven't necessarily seen that happening yet, but we also haven't really seen any retailer exclusives just yet. Um, mm. oh, in fact, actually, we sort of have because um, the retro Headmaster reissues are listed on Hasbro Pulse, even though they're Walmart exclusive. So there's... I think I think Hasbro is evolving their offering in response to what people have um, have said and what they've complained about with the the service. It, it sounds like from what you're describing, it's trying to be a bit of an Amazon for Transformers toys or Amazon for Hasbro, in some ways, where you've got that shipping option if you pay a little bit more, you have access to exclusives that are only available through the Hasbro Pulse, but then you also have that sort of uh, not not guarantee, but you have that um, certainty of supply in that if they show it on the website, it'll be there for you to be able to, to purchase. I guess. So there's been a couple of times where I've tried to order something and it's fallen out of stock while I'm getting ready to place the order. But ah. um, yeah, okay. I mean, that's, that's, that happens on any service uh, yes. when there's limited stock. So the Quintesson Pit of Judgment, I tried to order off um, Pulse a few, I think it must have been like September last year, was mm. gone within a minute. But you know, that's that's how that goes, and the Quintesson Pit of Judgment is back up for pre-order on Pulse if you're not using the UK one. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's just another site to go to to buy Transformers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so let's move on. Um, so caveat emptor, we'll see what happens if um, if Hasbro does uh, move Pulse out of uh, the US and the UK. We'll see, we'll see where we go. We'll talk about a tale of two devastators very quickly because we are running we are running quite overtime, um, as happens a lot of times in the uh, the third party toy space. Uh, one company will announce a figure, and then another will announce much the same figure. So we've seen that happen this week. Magic Square announced they are doing a version of Devastator, um, and Magic Square is one of those companies that works at the Legends scale. So he's a tiny Devastator. Yeah. Um, he also looks pretty awesome, actually. Um, this is possibly the first time that I'm going to say this, but uh, New Age followed up by saying, oh, oh, we're doing Devastator as well. And <laughs> I am, um, I am pre, I'm predisposed to go for New Age over Magic Square, but oh, I really Ooh. think that Magic Square one looks a bit better than this. Interesting, yes, because I was going to go Magic Square, 
This this mm -hmm. this new age looks good. I gotta say, I'm not gonna take that anything away from it. But I would go for the uh, Magic Square because it looks so much more cartoon accurate. Yeah, yeah, he does, doesn't he? It's, it's, like it's it's really hard looking at them to sort of put, put your finger on exactly what it is that's uh, that's mm. different and appealing about both of them. But the Magic Square one, I think we're I think we're looking at renders in both cases anyway. The Magic Square one just seems to have a slightly stronger pose to it. I think. Yes, but also I, I I don't think Devastator's necessarily had like a super strong pose in his combined mode before because it's like holy shit this is like this is you know six constructions only just sort of holding together so <laughs> I don't know that I don't know that the new age one is necessarily that bad uh, that bad an interpretation either and like I said I I I'm I'm predisposed to enjoy new age because I like their jazz I like their Megatron like they they make they make really really lovely figures. Um, are either of you guys in the market for a uh, third-party legend scale devastator not my scene i mean he's cute, me he's cute and all but i don't think i'd go for him <laughs> for, for me i feel like i should get it because uh, as you know jsi purchased the uh combiner wars uh, devastator off of amazon mm. and this would be a great opportunity if i got the magic square one to have uh never talk to me or my son again type meme or photo <laughs> Uh, I, feel like, I, put... I feel like this is I feel like this might be the second time we've heard that line tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and it'll come again. But mm -hmm. I think this is a great little uh, a little figure. I, I was curious though with this Magic Square, can you disassemble it into the mini Constructicons? Because I've only ever seen the picture uh, of the Devastator. Yes, you can. Uh, okay. If if we let them uh, if we let them the pictures light up, you can definitely disassemble them, and they do transform. Um, oh, hello. Yeah. So yeah. So there. You, there you go. There's um. Yeah. There's some, one of the individual. Oh, look there. at that. That's so cute. Oh, okay. That makes it a little I'm bit in. more appealing. Okay. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was just like a a devastator figure that they just made as devastator. But okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So you know, he's definitely a combiner. Um, combiner at that scale is uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. So yeah, I. I think I think I really think it's fair to say Magic Square is really up to their game because they've had they've had quite a lot of competition from New Age in the last year or two, so mm. yeah, I think they think they're doing quite well here. Well, I was fooled by the whole Devastator because he's very clean for a combiner figure. That one, sure, yes. combiners good. often have well bits and greebles all over the place, and that's part of why I thought it was just made straight as a Devastator because it was just so neat. Yeah. It's also worth yeah. noting in the in the background. There's also uh, very obvious stunticons as well, mm. which um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I did, has Magic Square been known to do stunticons before? Because holy shit, if not, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and Morgan's also pointed out, yeah, is there is there a price for the stunticons? Because there might be similar to that. I don't know. I didn't actually realize Magic Square did stunticons either. But yeah, so yeah, that's um, that's uh, that's the Magic Square Devastator and uh, New Age. I think we've only got one we got two photos so there's, there's one of new ages uh sort of figures put together but yeah um so yeah i don't know i feel like i feel like this one i feel like this round might go to magic square but obviously you know these figures are not not released yet they're not ready for release yet it'll be a few months before they are um i gotta say i got i got stung by dx9 hulky i i don't really have that much of an i don't really have that much of an appetite for a, a legend scale devastator anymore <laughs> but if you if you do then knock yourself out what do you mean you got stung? What happened? Oh, it's terrible. So, so, <laughs> so Hulky. Um, so some of the some of the way that joints would uh, connect up on Hulky, uh, there would just be like a there'd just be like a plug that plugs into a plugs into a, a hole. 
Oh, um, and, okay. And was it, like okay. there's nothing that fastened them in. They they would fasten in on the legs, but the arms would just like be something that just sits there. And the pegs never went in far enough. So oh, you're on mute, Jace. You've just fallen onto mute. It must have been all that negative hulky talk, Daria, that he was going on yeah. about the uh, the manufacturer managed to hack into his website or yeah. uh, service, internet service. Yeah, I'm looking at the name on this one, UH Hephaestus. So I guess we're veering from synonyms into mythology for third yes. party toys. I can't wait for the New Age Loki, what that would look like. <laughs> uh, New Age Hercules, maybe? Are we going to I that, think they've uh, done Greek a Hercules. Cult? They have done a Hercules. They, yeah, and I think it was also Constructicons. That's another thing is that we've got no shortage of third party Constructicons. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, we, we can. can. Well, I can. Excellent. Yes. We can. Yes. Something happened. Um, my USB port shorted out or something, but yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, lots of lots of third-party constructor cons, right? Cool. Yeah. So um, that is that's about it. We got one more one more quick news story to go through, um, and uh, Brad's going to kill us because we're well over time on the show. Uh, which is, if you've been looking for a truck. And you've got about twenty thousand US dollars, then uh, you can make an offer on the Bumblebee movie Optimus Prime. Yeah, I'm sure that will fit in my garage. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, along, alongside Unicron in storage, right? Yeah. The question I have for you, Jace, is: Can I buy this from Hasbro Pulse UK? Uh, no, no, okay. you cannot. You, you also then can't I'm buy out. it from Pulse US. No, fair enough. Yeah, um, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no. Um, he is uh, he is up for uh, up for sale, which uh, I guess means that they're not using this truck for Bumblebee too, or whatever they're filming at the moment. So yeah. Yeah. Bear in mind, if you get that, you'll get a call every time one of your friends is moving house. <laughs> That's <right. laughs> that right. is true. That is true. <laughs> moving house is the right of all sentient beings. <laughs> yes. uh, does it, is it just me, or does it look like the trailer is like a bit bent? Like maybe maybe it's yeah. just like the perspective on the photo or something. It looks like it looks like the trailer's on a bit of a bit of a weird bend. Yeah. Do you think they made it that way, or was it custom designed? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, let me look at the text of the article. Um, the the nineteen it is a nineteen eighty seven Freightliner truck. Um, so yeah, uh, it doesn't necessarily answer the question as to whether or not no. it was. Um, I, I mean, well, like they must. They're very that's what the original toy was based on. Yes, that's you right. Yeah. Was it a freight yeah, yeah, it was, was. a nineteen. Yeah. Wasn't a nineteen eighty-seven for mm. obvious chronological reasons, but it was a freight liner. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, like he's very different to very different to you know Prime's actual um, alt mode, but still, yeah. Um, and apparently, there's apparently there was some damage to the front grill, uh, which was a, a I believe they said a bird strike or something like that. So. Yeah. No, well, Megatron threw a shard at him in the animated movie. So Megatron, yeah. Megatron is well known to cause problems for, um, <laughs> for Bumblebee Prime. So yeah, um, that is uh, that's it for news for the week. Like we went a bit over time, but I had a good time, so I, I, I'm I'm okay with this. We were also away for two weeks though, Jay. So we are catching up on a whole bunch of stuff. So apologies to Brad, but we, there's a lot of stuff to talk about that we had it's to catch true. up. It's, it's true. Let's talk about some acquisitions. Um, mm. I don't have any acquisitions to show, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say I've got the uh, Ultimate Expanse X Men crossover. I haven't opened it yet, so looking forward to opening it, but um, haven't done so yet. Uh, how about yourself, Daria? Uh, I sorry, not ordered. I lay by two of the Retro Headmasters. 
So I should go and tell my retail spotting groups that they've turned up on local shelves. And I put aside, uh, who was it? Hardhead and Mindwipe. All right. Yeah, cool. And they're cheaper than I thought. They're only 29 bucks, at least where I did it. No, they're all twenty nine dollars. Um, and if you if you managed to find them during the during last week when they're on sale, they were twenty three dollars. So um, that's a lot cheaper than I thought they were going to be. So yeah, pretty pretty good. So Zodaria, so the fact that they were Titans Returns figures in old retro boxes that that didn't put you off from you know getting the the figures, obviously. Uh, no, not at all. And in fact, partly these were characters I'd missed during Titans Return. So ah, was, okay. That was helpful. Yep. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. How about yourself, Tony? I've I've got a I, I have a photograph of the um I have a photograph of uh, of what you've got. Yeah. Uh, so I um I picked up a trade paperback comic of uh, Transformers '84: Secrets and Lies, which is uh, which marks uh, Simon Furman's return to writing the comics and uh, for, for this time for IDW. But um, it's set during the original 80s comic run and uh, it's just basically telling more adventures and more stories. And uh, I'm only up to sort of issue one uh, at the moment, but i got to say the artwork uh, by this guy, Guido Guidi, is fantastic. Um, oh, yeah, it's Gu very... Guido Guidi's artwork's been fantastic for... Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. good at imitating a kind of Marvel US style without the sort of eye-rolling you'd occasionally get of oh my goodness <laughs> yeah no absolutely and then just some of the characters that they sort of reintroduce as well and you know the, the megatron as you can see on the cover is is very faithful to the original comics uh, version of uh, of of him he's, as well he's, so he's got the, the black head yeah yes mm. yeah exactly yeah. which which could be i mean a generation selects figure as well <laughs> if you think about it they could probably do could a be. version eventually but um but yeah no it's it's i haven't read it fully yet but i'm really glad that i picked it up um and uh, I've, I've heard, just, I've heard yeah. really good things so yeah I've, I've heard good heard good reviews of it so yeah 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 Sounds and that good. was it for me yeah well that's it for so acquisitions is very quick this week um, yes. But despite being away for a couple of weeks, we didn't really have that much to uh, to didn't really have that much to talk about. Very quickly, so uh, very quickly, as I said, we're, we're running a little bit over time. I'm going to talk a little bit about club news, some some TCCA stuff. Uh, two pieces to discuss. One, uh, great news for great news for the club and for memberships. We've actually smashed our all-time membership record. So. Um, We've we have we've for the 2020 2021 financial year we have more members signed up to join the club than ever before in any of the any of the um, financial years that the club has been taking memberships for and so oh wow I want to I want to want to give everyone who's everyone who's everyone who's listening to this who's listening to this who's a paid member a massive thank you um, it's like it really means a lot to have that support for for what we're doing with the club. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a massive thank you. And if you are listening to this and you haven't signed up to support the club, you know there's a lot of there's a lot of good bonuses that um, bonuses that you get. Chief among them being that um, I will import a bunch of figures and leave them in my study until you're ready to ship them. To <laughs> my, stu my study does look like a toy room uh, in uh, in supporting in supporting member stuff. Uh, so there was a there was a question from someone who said uh, how many oops there we go how many members now Jason. Uh, the exact number, I'm not quite sure. I haven't checked today, but it's close to 220. Um, so the previous record was 208. 
so yeah, um, we're very very happy to very happy to say that we've um, yeah we've had a late run on members in the last week or so, and uh, yeah, it's very it's very heartening to see. Now the second the second bit of uh, news that we'll talk about is also also club related and but it's fundraising related and I've flashed this guy around a little bit um, and uh, we do I'm, I'm just going to put myself up on the uh, on the solo layout for the screen we have a very special raffle that's going to be coming up in uh, the next couple of weeks and uh, it's this little fella here which is a um, he's a Netflix bumblebee who has been customized by uh, Michael Fashay, who you would have seen in our Facebook group, uh, who operates his customs as M's Toy Customs. And he has very, very carefully repainted Bumblebee. Uh, the figure transforms quite happily. He's, he's used this wonderful gold tinsel paint, which is a special edition, so like this this is very difficult to recreate. Uh, and he's my favorite thing about the figure is actually the shiny blue paint that he's applied to, to the yeah. limbs and joints as well. Uh, he just he he looks like he was looks like he was meant to be a special edition character, and if I if I can hold that up there and get my camera to focus, um, he also has changed the head on Bumblebee, and he's actually used the Generations Goldfire head. So this is a this is a very special. It's a one of a kind figure, um, and we are going to be offering this for uh, offering this as a fundraiser raffle. All proceeds for the fundraiser will go to the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal and they will be donated on the 4th of April. So I've got to say, we, we, we had this guy on the stage, we had this guy on the stage, we had this guy on the stand at uh, Oz Comic Con and uh, we actually, we sold, we, I think we sold a, a bunch of tickets through Oz Comic Con but there's also been a lot of interest in him from, uh, from other, other related parties and we have actually sold uh, about 40 tickets so far so that's without actually advertising him in the group uh there will be no limit on the tickets the tickets will be five dollars each and as i said every single part of that five dollars uh all the four dollars 85 if you use goods and services uh, will go towards the uh go to the good friday appeal in uh in april so we would love to make a massive donation i think i think that the figure is absolutely stunning to look at in person i think there's enough interest in the figure that i think we i think we should be able to drive that up to a thousand dollars so i'd like to sell a crap load more tickets for this <laughs> and so we will have information on how to sign up for sign up for um for that and to buy tickets coming up in the group in the next few days and then we'll run we'll run that until uh, pretty much until the end of the month so uh today is the 12th of march so we'd like to draw it sometime around the um around the end of uh, the end of the month um there's a uh, there's a comment there that says uh, bumblebee i feel like i feel like a gold bug optimus prime that's who you'll be you'll now you'll be now bumblebee gold bug uh, as well i was hoping i could still be called bumblebee quiet gold bug so yeah <laughs> thank you morgan for the little script there uh so yeah we will have uh, netflix netflix gold bug will be coming up for fundraising uh over the course of march and yeah we would we would love to make that a, a huge success and uh, bring in as many dollar dues as we can and uh, donate them straight on to the good friday appeal in april so without further ado that is about it for the podcast we are as i said running way over time does anyone have anything that we should talk about quickly before we uh before we finish the show no nothing from me i um yeah I, I feel like uh i hope i'm hoping that the infernos will eventually reach new south wales so you, you and i can get some jace 
Hopefully the Inferno figures and not the bushfires that we had last year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, to be perfectly honest, I'm probably not going to buy him. Um, uh, I have Masterpiece, Inferno, Grapple, and Artfire up on my shelf, so I kind of don't need more of them. So, oh, fair um, enough. Yeah. There's, like, you know, if there was a hauler, I'd think about it. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, thank you for listening, everyone. And if you've been watching along with the live record, and a few people have, so thank you very much. We, we, we actually... We don't often do the listener interaction. That's been something new that we've been uh, we've been doing in the last month or two, and I, I think it works out well. So, uh, if you're watching along with the live record, uh, then yeah, thanks for checking us out. You can find out more about these stories in the show notes. They're posted to the Transformers Weekly Facebook page and the Podbean site. That is transformersweekly.podbean.com, and you can also find all three of us in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia group on Facebook if you would like to interact with us and ask us questions. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, you'll find us on iTunes, Pocket Cast, Spotify, YouTube, and all sorts of other podcatchers of choice. And if you can't find it, then the RSS feed is on the website as well. Uh, we are a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia. We've talked about the club a lot in this podcast, so I'm not really going to talk about it that, more, that much more. If you would like to sign up for membership, you can find out all about it at transformerscca.com. That is it from us, and uh, we will be back... Possibly next week. We'll see how we go with uh, more Transformers news. Goodbye.